A reading from the book of Isaiah. But there will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. <clears throat> you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as uh, with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. A reading from the Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things that came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all may believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everything, everyone, was coming into the world. The word of the Lord. When I was a child of about 10 years or so, my family made its first trek into the southeastern part of the state of New Mexico so that we could visit Carlsbad Caverns. That's close to the real Carlsbad that's in New Mexico as opposed to the Carlsbad where we live today. How many of you have been to the Carlsbad Caverns? Lots of you have, that's great. I don't know if it's still this way today, but back then you were allowed to walk down into the caverns as long as you were with a group of folks. And one of the things that they did with you after you had descended several hundred feet below the level of the surface of the planet was to stop at a particular area where they had built some limestone benches. They were very cold, they were somewhat damp. And uh, the folks in the group would all be seated on the bench, and the park ranger, who was probably being paid then, would uh, actually give you a bit of a lecture <laughs> about uh, the caverns themselves. And then he would give you fair warning, but they would turn off all the lights. 
You've heard it said that it was so dark you can't see your hand in front of your face. Well, that's one of the few places in the world where you can go where it's literally true. Most of us never really experience total darkness in our lives. At night, of course, there are the stars, there's the moon, and there's all the blinking lights on the DVR and on your telephone and all of those devices that continue to run and suck up electricity all through the night. We rarely experience complete, total darkness. But I wish everyone could have that experience at least once because you never forget what it's like. I was thinking about that as I was thinking about this morning's message and the fact that we are talking about light in this season of church life. You see, you cannot really talk a lot about light without also considering its opposite, without thinking about the dark. The Bible is very clear in talking about light and dark. In fact, it's only in the second verse of the Bible itself, you've only gone that far before you have a discussion about light and dark. And in the very last paragraphs of the last book of the Bible in the book of Revelation, we hear again about the light and the dark, that night shall be no more, that the bright morning star has risen in the person of Jesus. We think of ourselves as people of light, and we'll talk about that more in a moment. But first, we must think about the dark. We don't like to do that, frankly. We would much rather be in conversations and situations where all that we think about is the good stuff, the happy stuff, the easy stuff. But everyone in this room is old enough to know that there's more to life than just that stuff. Seven centuries before Jesus arrived on the scene, the great Old Testament prophet Isaiah talked about the light. He explored the light. He explained the light. But before he could do that, he had to explore and explain and lift up the darkness of his time. During Isaiah's lifetime, the Assyrian Empire was one of the great superpowers, always doing battle with the Egyptian Empire. And oftentimes that battleground was in Israel. The Assyrians regularly attacked, invaded, pillaged, plundered, and raped the nation of Israel. The people suffered destruction and oppression and death and eventually the northern part of the kingdom would fail and become extinct for a while. We don't like to think about such things happening but that's part of world history is it not? Isaiah takes us into the reality of the darkness of his time with lots of words that we skip over that we rush through as we try to get to the good news about the wonderful counselor who is coming, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
Those are words that just roll off our tongues and roll into our hearts, but there are other words we must consider first. Words like gloom, anguish, contempt, the yoke of their burden, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, the boots of tramping warriors, and garments rolled in blood. For the people of Israel then, it was as bad as it can get for anyone, anywhere, anytime. John, as well, Nearly 800 years after the time of Isaiah, John is living in a time where there is still much darkness in the world. The Roman Empire rules. The Assyrian Empire is just a memory. Israel has been destroyed and come back and been destroyed yet again. And now there are people who say that the great Savior of Israel has arrived, but they are suffering from persecution and torture. Some are being killed. John begins his story about what God is doing in the world with the same conversation that Isaiah engaged, a story about dark and light. John begins his story much like the story of everything begins, the story in Genesis. What does that tell us? Among other things, it tells us that God is very clear. The scriptures are very forthright. The history and tradition and message of our faith is brutally honest about the darkness that's in our world. You and I should be the same. Now, let's admit, it's a whole lot easier to think about darkness back then as opposed to the darkness now, but unless we talk about darkness now, there's no point in thinking about it back then. Where is the darkness now? We don't need to list it always, but sometimes it's good for us to try to get our minds wrapped around the darkness that is now. Right now, there are millions of people suffering from a lack of food, a lack of water, a lack of shelter, a lack of medical care. Right now, there are millions of people suffering under political oppression and social repression and lack of freedom and restrictions on everything that they do and are in their lives. Right now, now, slavery exists in the world. In fact, we're told that there are more slaves in the world today than there ever have been. There are people engaged in sexual slavery, economic slavery. There are people every day who are taken against their will and put into a life that is not the life that they or anyone else would choose. But that's just the beginning. There is corporate, social, worldwide darkness, and there is personal darkness. The darkness of mental illness, physical illness, relationship illness, 
There is fear and anxiety and sadness and self-loathing everywhere. But that's not the end of the story. There is a spiritual darkness everywhere. Hatred of others, ignorance about God, uncertainty about whether we are loved and whether there's more than just this life. I could go on with that general list, but it's fascinating to me that in this season when we celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr., we must admit, if we're going to be honest as God is, that there is still slavery, there is still racism, and we're still looking for that time of justice and righteousness in our world. There's a video that's gone viral now just in the last few hours of a group of young people taunting and teasing and disrespecting a Native American elder. You can't watch it without saying that darkness exists in our world. But let's just go one step further then. Where is your darkness today? I happen to be 100% certain that 100% of the people in this room have some version of personal darkness. Some place that's not right, some place that's not good, some place that's not well, some place that hurts. Some place where we hurt for others. We, if we are going to be serious about our faith, must be serious about the fact that our faith leads us to look at the darkness. But darkness is not the only word, and darkness is not the final word. Isaiah said that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Eight centuries later, John would say that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. You see, Christians, I think, more than anyone else in the world, can be just as clear, just as forthright, just as brutally honest about the darkness in our world because we also know the light. Amen. We are not afraid of the darkness. We are not complacent about the darkness. We are not in denial about the darkness. Instead, we point to the light. We share the light. We are the light. We let the light dispel the darkness. One of the ways we do that is by making sure that the world does not hear only about the darkness. Because when you're afraid of the darkness, even though you try to evade it, you believe that that's all there is. But that's not all there is. Every once in a while, I surf around through Facebook. 95% of Facebook is either about 
political issues and problems and gripes and arguments and fears and worries, or it's about puppies and kittens. Every once in a while, there's a tiny little bright shining light on Facebook that actually says something and means something. Some of you saw this, I'm sure, several weeks ago. I will paraphrase the title of a list of 10 reasons that 2018 was not totally terrible. It was stated just a little bit more colorfully on Facebook. But we're Presbyterians. We are nothing if we are not bland and colorless. <laughs> Ten reasons that 2018 was okay. Number one, there was an efficient and effective treatment for Alzheimer's disease that was discovered in 2018. At least we have great hopes for it. I'm not a physician, but I have great hopes as well. The global suicide rate is declining and is now 38% of what it was in 1994. Life expectancy increased to 72.2 years. It's up from only 65 years in 1990. That's good news for a lot of us, isn't it? <laughs> The child mortality rate declined to 3.9%. It is half of what it was just 20 years ago in 1998. The average human development index, which goes from a basis of zero all the way up to one, increased. It went up to 0.73 from 0.6 in 1990. The number of fatalities in the world due to war is only half of what it was just four years ago. And nowhere close statistically to what it was in the years of World War II or World War I. Worldwide, there are now 99.7 girls involved in primary and secondary education for every 100 boys. We know that societies that educate the girls as well as the boys do so much better. Technology is discovering ways to drastically reduce the cost of taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Deaths as the result of terrorism declined by 27% and are now just 44% below their peak. And maybe this is the best statistic of all. In 2018, every day, 127,000 people were moved from out of abject poverty into something a little bit better. 127,000 a day. Now, do you want to tell me that everything in the world is bad and that there is no good news? No, there's lots of good news. And we, of all people, should not be surprised. Because we know that life wins over death, and love wins over hate, and light wins over darkness, and God wins. Jesus has won. Therefore, so can we. When we look at the dark that's in the world and hold up against it the light that we know, 
we realize then that we have some work to do. We don't just sit back and say, wow, isn't that great? Somebody's doing something. We are those somebodies. We get to work. How? Here's just a few ways that I can think of. One of the things that we must do in the world is proclaim the truth that darkness does not rule the day. We proclaim the truth that there is hope, and there always will be. But we do more than just talk. We do. Each one of us, I believe, must find that place in life where we will dedicate ourselves to actively dispelling some kind of darkness that's in the world. There are plenty of things out there to do, and there's something that everyone can do. There are all kinds of ways in which all of us are engaged in that activity. People are doing medical research. People are involved in political action. People are involved in education and service. People are reaching out in forgiveness. People are holding each other accountable. People are speaking the truth. They are opposing falsehood. All of us can examine ourselves and see where the darkness is in us so that God can touch it and heal it. All of us can encourage others to keep on going and not give in to the dark. All of us can live lives of light, even in the midst of the darkness. I've given you my list. There's more that you can add to it. What are you going to do? Amen.